Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Katie Clayton about her escape wedding at Seabreeze Point. I thought you guys would be interested to hear all about how Katie planned this event and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Katie. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have an escape wedding at Walt Disney World. So we actually planned or were in the process of planning a wishes wedding for January 2016 date. And then in July of 2015, I canceled my wedding. (laughs) And then when we were in the process of replanning, it just made more sense to do the escape financially and then also for what we wanted our day to be. That's interesting. And how did that work with Disney? When you first canceled your wishes wedding, did they hang on to your deposit and then let you apply it toward the escape? Or what happened with that? I unfortunately just lost out on the money, but um, it was it was worth it. Honest, to lose the money, it was fine. We just really are, were in such a better place when we were going back that the money didn't even matter. That's good to hear. How did your friends and family react when they found out that you were, in fact, after all, having a Disney World wedding, and but this time it was going to be a little bit smaller? Nobody was really surprised that we were still going to Disney. It was definitely a little bit of an awkward conversation to then be like, well, not as many people can come. Hmm. How did you handle that? I made my mom do it. <laughs> 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 Top tip, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much made my mom do it. And then, like, we kind of, like, as we saw family members or, you know, talked to or somebody talked to, we just kind of said, like, if we're going a lot smaller this time, you know, we hadn't figured out the whole day yet. So hopefully everybody could come. But we could only have 18 guests at the actual wedding, which wasn't making it through everybody's heads. Really? Like, they were going to show up anyway, even without being invited or something? Some of them, my one aunt was like, well, I'm going to be there and I have a chair. And I was like, no, no, you don't. I said, you can come and, I was calling them lurkers. So I was like, you can come and stand out on the actual boardwalk. And then his brother actually asked me at Thanksgiving, mind you, our wedding was in January, if his girlfriend could come. <laughs> I was like, um, sure. And then I had to figure out how to politely say, well, she can come, but she can't come. To the wedding. Right. So that was that was a fun conversation. Interesting. So then how many guests did you have and how many lurkers did you have? So we had the full 18 guests and then we had probably another 15 to 20 lurkers. Wow. And did they truly lurk? Like did Disney hassle them or were they able to just kind of stand out beyond Seabreeze Point and it wasn't a problem? So that's where it got kind of confusing since the contract says only 18. If you show up with one more, they can cancel your wedding right there. 
And as I'm walking down the aisle, I'm seeing all these people on, under Seabreeze Point. They let almost everybody in. And probably only eight people actually lurked. Wow. Okay. And they had chairs for those extra people. Huh. Well, not everybody had a chair, but it was, I wasn't expecting to see everybody under there. So that was a, and in my head, I was going, oh my God, they're not going to charge me more for this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and they didn't, right? They did not know, but I was like, oh, hopefully this is okay. Like they just all didn't show up here on their own, but it was, it was a good day, but I definitely had that moment of, uh, uh uh-oh. That is fascinating. Well, that's great that so many people were so excited about your wedding. You know, you hear of people who all their guests don't show up because they're like, we're not going to go that far. So (laughs) I honestly, my mom was like, yeah, invite so-and-so. They'll be a no. They were all yeses. (laughs) So everybody that we thought was going to be a no, sorry, we can't make it. They all, they all made the journey to Florida. That's interesting. Okay, so then where were you planning your wedding to be? What locations were you planning for wishes? And then where did you end up picking for escape? We were still doing Seabreeze Point when we were planning a wishes wedding, but then we were going to have our reception in the White Hall in the patio there. Because I wanted to keep it as simple as I could when I was planning the wishes wedding to get everybody from the wedding location to the reception. Got it. So then when you ended up doing Escape, what did you do instead? Just an ADR or did you have a private catered event? So we actually had a mini reception at the ESPN Sports Zone that was right there on the boardwalk. And then we had a dessert party that night in Epcot. That's interesting. Tell me about your mini reception. How did you plan that? Well, we definitely, since we were inviting all these people and half of them weren't weren't supposed to have a chair, I was like, we can't invite them and then not feed them or do anything for them. Because at the time, we were not planning on having a dessert party. And I was like, well, we have to do something for them. We can't just say, like, thanks for lurking, see you later. <laughs> and then I knew we would want to eat, too. And then Greg was kind of wanting, like, he would have been happy if we had just gone to the courthouse. But that was not going to happen. So I had to give him kind of a low-key balance to my Disney wedding. And then did you work with ESPN Zone to reserve tables, or did you just make a reservation and order some appetizers, or how did that work? So I reached out to them. I can only reach out to them starting in October. So I was a little stressed out about that since here I was on my wedding invites saying we're having this party and not even knowing we were actually going to be able to have it. But I went down in October on my whirlwind 24-hour trip to finalize things. And I talked to the manager there. and We set it up for the date and the time. And they gave me their card so I could email them. And then as it got closer, I reached out. Just a friendly reminder of what time I was coming and things like that. And then I was down for the marathon. I ran that two days before my wedding. Wow. So that weekend... On that Saturday, I went back to ESPN and talked to them in person and got everything finalized and then set it all up. We did have to pay a per-person cost, but we were it was well worth the money and the ease of it. They were really easy to work with once it was close enough for them to finalize everything. Interesting. And so you had to meet like a minimum per person. And then did you just do appetizers or did you do a full meal? So I had it set up so that there was appetizers on the table when people came in, but they were able to order anything they wanted off the menu for that cost. Got it. 
That's great. And it's literally the closest restaurant to Seabreeze Point. <laughs> yeah. And um, they gave us like a little section like in the back. Obviously, had it been a more busy time, there would have been other tables. But they had a congratulations sign up on all the TVs in there and everything like that. So they did make it special. That's wonderful. And then how did the dessert party come about? It sounds like it was planned a little bit later. Well, when I was planning the Wishes wedding and they send you all the wonderful things you can do, I was like, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And I really wanted to do it then, but we just, when we were doing Wishes, there was no way I could have a four or five hour reception and then a dessert party on top. People would be sick of us. And we didn't have that kind of budget. So once we went smaller and kind of got things more finalized, I went for it. And I don't know, to be quite honest, if I would do it the same day as my wedding. That was a long day. Interesting. What location did you choose? We did UK Lockside. Oh, nice. Oh, it was beautiful. The location's amazing. And then did you serve more dinner-type things or appetizers again or just dessert? I did a mixture of, I did two food items and then um, make-your-own-ice-cream. You could do floats or like ice cream sandwich or toppings for ice cream, things like that. That's cool. Would you recommend either of the appetizers? No, we were both disappointed in our appetizers, but our guests were thrilled with them. But neither one of us, it was what either one of us had envisioned when we were requesting our items. Really? What did you ask for? I wanted deep fried macaroni and cheese bites. Mm. They did not hold, I don't know if it was just because it was really windy that night and the chafing just couldn't keep them warm or if it was because it's a fried item and you really shouldn't try and hold on to fried foods. They just weren't what I had hoped and dreamed of. Hmm. And then Greg had requested some kind of beef hash jalapeno item that they had during food and wine. But instead of being separate like it was at Food and Wine, it was all mixed together, which kind of lost a bit of the flavor to him anyway. Interesting. Okay. But our guests loved all of it. They all said it was wonderful, and they raved about it for a couple weeks. They were like, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. And to see the fireworks that close, they loved it. At least that's good. (laughs) I enjoy the dessert party. I just think for us, For the type of people, you know, laid back, that was a really busy day. I would have rather done a welcome party dessert party or a farewell dessert party. I feel like the dessert party is a big enough thing. It can be its own day event. Interesting. Okay. So tell me about your planning process going from wishes where it's basically sky's the limit. You can customize anything to escape where it's like, check these boxes. Did you find that restrictive or was it actually easier because you didn't have to think about as much stuff? I actually found it more stressful than the wishes planning. I think part of what's stressful about the escape versus wishes is in the escape, you don't get to meet with anybody. You just check a box off this generic picture and hope that what you get is close to the picture. Whereas in wishes, you do get to meet with people and you I feel like you have a little bit more hands-on, like, this is what I'm thinking I'm looking for, and they'll get back to you with, yes, you can have that, and here's what we can do for you, versus the escape, where they get back to you, but it's more of, these are your six choices. Please pick one. Right. 
Which things in the package did you pick? I did the rose bouquet with a rose boutonniere. And then I actually, I added on Mickey and Minnie. And then I did the standard silver Mickey head cake. I'm trying to think what else in the package. Let's see. Uh, well, limo. Most people use the limo. Uh, what else do you get? Oh, photography. You used the yeah, we used the photography, which was a really hard decision for me. Because you hear all these nightmare stories of girls that don't love their photos that when Disney was the photographer. And then, but then to balance that out with Disney photography's already included charge versus paying for an outside photographer, that was a tough choice. And I mean, for us, it worked out wonderful that we went through Disney. Ali was amazing. So that was, that was a definitely a tough box to check. Right. And did you upgrade anything? I did. I upgraded to, I added a cellist. And then I added a second photographer and an hour of photography. And then I did a three-park theme park shoot. Wow. Now, I noticed that you had some unusual costumes on your Mickey and Minnie. Can you talk a little bit about how you got that? Well, I was going to just check a box and pick one of their out of their six outfits that they sent me. And then I saw one of the girls on the Facebook group, Diz Brides, post that she had gotten a different outfit. And then that led me to Googling, while I was at work, what all outfits they had. And then I just, I found these outfits, and I saved the picture, and I emailed my planner. And she actually emailed me back the first time the same exact six pictures that they send in the packet and say, these are your choices. So I emailed her again and I was like, is there any way we can see if maybe this is a possibility? And so after a couple emails back and forth, it became a reality and I got to have fun, different outfits. That's cool. Do those outfits have a name? Like if other brides see your photos and they want to request the same ones? Not that I know of. I called them like the holiday outfit because I think I think they might be from their Christmas parade. Oh, okay. Which worked out. I actually wanted to get married in December, but then Disney did their tiered pricing and that just wasn't going to work for us. I see. So can you give a timeline for how your day ran? We had a 2.30 ceremony, which was wonderful for Greg. That meant he could sleep in and have a very nice leisurely morning. <laughs> for me, that meant hair and makeup. I want to say they started, they were in the room by 6, setting up, and we started by like 6.30. And there was five of us total getting hair and makeup done. That was a morning. And then I, of course, was like the kid on Christmas waking up every hour the night before. <laughs> So by the time Ali showed up to do my extra hour of photography at one, I was exhausted and starving. Mm. Once we got photography started and taking pictures and all that, like the hunger and the tiredness was forgotten. And then it was excitement all the rest of the way. We did about 50 minutes, probably the whole hour for photos. I chose to use my free room for the night before the wedding from my room block. And I stayed at the Grand Floridian. So we did my extra hour of photography of me and my girls at the Grand Floridian before we took the limo over to Seabreeze Point. 
That's interesting. So you set up a room block for an escape collection event because having done wishes, you knew about them. Yes. And then I also knew I kind of cheated the system in that you only have to have 10 room nights. It doesn't matter how you book them, whether it's through a travel agent, DVC, DVC rented points. So I only made my room block for, I think, 13 nights because I knew between my reservation alone and my parents, I would fulfill what I needed for the room block. So I, I had a very small room block so that I wouldn't get stuck in the end having to pay for any of the rooms since that is a risk if you have a, I feel like it's one of those if you have a medium-sized wedding and you don't know how many people need rooms and you don't have it where you can reduce your room block, you can get stuck. So I, I tried to make it as small as I could. That's really smart. So yeah, I used my free room night there. My sister and I were very excited to stay at the Grand Floridian. We had a beautiful top floor room, so we had this beautiful vaulted ceiling with a chandelier in it. Wow. So yes, once we did photos, and then we took the limo ride over to Seabreeze Point in the boardwalk, I did photos with my par- both of my parents. Since my dad was still at the boardwalk, he didn't have any extra hour of photography. So we did pictures there, and then I met with Rev Kev, and then it was time to start walking down. And I have to say, that walk is, like, super nerve-wracking and exciting. It's not a very long walk, but knowing you're going to see your future husband in, you know, T-minus five minutes to your future husband is very exciting. <laughs> and then, of course, my dad, in his usual dad fashion, said we still had time to run if we wanted to run. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, no. And he said, well, I gave Greg the same option. He also chose no. Aww. Then I was walking down the aisle and getting married. So my wedding ceremony itself was super short. I think it was only a seven-minute long ceremony, of which I remember nothing. Mm. Other than feeling like Greg and I were having a staring contest. (laughs) And then we were, you know, I now pronounce you husband and wife. We kissed. We walked, you know, down the short little aisle. Greg says, I don't know where we're going. And I was like, we're just, this is it. This is where we're going. And now we're going to eat cake. During our cake and champagne, Mickey and Minnie came out, which was a huge hit with everybody. So that was super exciting to see how excited everyone else got to see them as well. And then I had reserved tables at the ESPN from 3 till about 6. So that, that way we definitely had tables. And we went to our mini reception. And then from our mini reception, we went to our dessert party. Got it. So what ended up being the most important aspects of your wedding when you're planning? And did they change from when you shifted from wishes to escape? I think it definitely did change. From wishes, I wanted to have this great party where everybody had fun and we danced and we like just partied the night away. And then when we, I was planning our escape wedding, I really just wanted it to be about things that would were really representative of us, kind of a good blend of what I wanted, which was the party and the Disney and the Mickey and Minnie, and what he wanted, which was just a super low-key get-together with friends and family. So it was definitely a, the escape wedding, I was definitely more thoughtful of what would make both of us happy for that day. And then were there 
areas where you were able to save money because you were less interested in them or maybe save your time like on DIY projects or something? I did not do a single DIY project because I am the least crafty person you will ever meet. (laughs) I am a fan of paying other people who are crafty. My mom and my sister did print out the invitations for those that were invited to be a lurker but not to the actual ceremony. That was probably the only DIY project we had was printing out the invites. Everything else was I tried to keep it to what was really included in the package. And then um, I really, really wanted the cellist. So I did that. And then I knew, again, you hear such horror stories of half the girls that use Disney fine art photography hate their pictures and the other half love them. So that's why I decided to spend the money and get the extra hour of photography and the extra photographer. I figured somebody had to get a good picture in there somewhere. (laughs) So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? um, I think the excitement of I could see Greg as I walked down the aisle, but he kept staring straight ahead over the lake. So I got to see him first, and then hearing you're now husband and wife. And then he and I, obviously, we did not spend the night before together, so just kept talking about the mundane things we did the night before when we were apart. Now, did anything go wrong on the wedding day or just not turn out like you expected? I had wanted to do a first look with my dad. This was the first big event since my older sister passed, so I knew it was going to be a really special day for everybody. So I really wanted to capture that with my dad, since I knew it was, my mom was going to have all morning with the girls doing hair and makeup, so she would have time to kind of be sad, be happy, be sad, be happy again. But I knew for my dad it was really hard, because he kept making jokes that Greg was not getting, he was only borrowing me, he wasn't actually getting me. (laughs) Um, So I really wanted to kind of surprised my dad with being in hair and makeup and my wedding dress and all those things. And that did not work out the way I thought it was going to since I walked into the Boardwalk Hotel and there's my dad greeting me next to my wedding planner, Hmm. who I had reminded several times that I wanted to do that. And it was funny because when Ali, the photographer, walked in, he was like, wait, weren't we doing a first look with your dad? And I said, yep, plans change. So it was a little disheartening that I did not get that moment with my dad. But at the same time, he was there with me the whole rest of the day. So it was kind of one of those, that stinks. But in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't like the end of the world. Right. And was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal when you were planning and then turned out not to be? I was really torn over decorating Seabreeze Point with, they send these beautiful pictures. You can get the chiffon curtain and the chandelier and rose petals and floral arrangements down the walkway and all these beautiful things that are gorgeous. And I love every photo I see them in, but just ended up, they really weren't worth it to me in the end when I was trying to balance what was important and what I would remember and what would be memorable to others versus their cost. And then it was beautiful that day with just being plain. It was gorgeous. Sun was shining. 
beautiful clouds. It was great. Good to hear. And is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think I wish I had really believed all the people that say you're wet, you don't even notice your wedding because you're just so tied up in everything. Like you're so excited and there's your husband and you're reciting your vows. And I honestly, I remember nothing. So I wish maybe I had saved for videography, but at the same time, I know we would never watch it. <laughs> like people recorded it on Facebook and I have that and I have I think I watched 30 seconds of it one day just to show my coworker. Hmm. So I feel I feel like I did a pretty good job of balancing us. Maybe it would have changed our menu at the dessert party. <laughs> right. So then, do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms, maybe even ones who are considering switching from wishes to escape, or they can't decide between wishes and escape? I feel like for if you really are torn on wishes and escape, I really feel like escape might be the way to go. You, yes, you don't get as many customizations, but the amount of money you save by staying smaller, you can do more. You can do the dessert party. You can have an advanced dining reservation or do what we did with a mini reception. I feel like it kind of frees you up a little bit more. I know there's a lot of places on property that are willing to work with people if you want to have a party. And just the choices of Disney are overwhelming. Whether you go escape wedding, wishes wedding, memories wedding, they will add on anything your heart desires. So I think you really have to keep in mind what's really important to you guys at the end of the day. Okay, that's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? My photos are on my Facebook page, and then I posted a couple to my Instagram. Um, I am a terrible photo sharer. I I will download every photo or upload them to Facebook or things like that, and then they go nowhere. Well, I will make a slideshow of the photos and put them in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Great. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone planning an escape event or trying to decide between wishes and escape, and I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. It was really fun. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>